This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Join the Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Jonathan Roberts, and be warned, if you have not yet watched episode one of season eight, turn back now. We're going in spoiler heavy. For this episode, I am joined by various emissaries from The Straits Times. They may not come from Westeros or Essos, but they may have passed by Yunos. I'm joined by Melissa Heng, Arianta Diman, Olivia Ho, Jan Lee, and S. Sackdebel. Hello, guys. Hello. Now, it was an episode of reunions. We had John and Arya, Sansa and Tyrion, Theon and Yara, Bronn and the Women of the Night, and <laughs> Sam and John, just to name a few. So, guys, what did you think of the episode? Melissa? For me, it was a great first episode, right? Like, just the first 20 minutes of the reunions and um, the writing, it was really, really fantastic. Just every short scene that you had, each character, I think we got a great start. How far they've come, uh, who they are now, their character development, and then through the interactions in each like short scene, it just set things up so nicely. so Yeah, I was expecting a bit more, maybe because I've been waiting for so long for this episode. You were underwhelmed? Yeah, I was a bit underwhelmed to be honest. Uh, I expected more, but then again, I suppose it, it's just, you know, setting up for what's to come. I, I love the reunions for the Starks, you know, I, I thought that was uh, very heartwarming. It touched you there? It did, it did. Wow, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Olivia? I'm actually quite glad that they kept it low-key for the for the first episode. Uh, one reunion I did not know that I needed to see but did really enjoy was Sansa and Tyrion. Um, I think because you don't realise that they've not seen each other since the Purple Wedding. A lot has gone on A since lot has then. gone on and they don't know what's happened. And uh, so when they see each other, I, you know, Tyrion sees... He, he used to see Sansa as this little girl who, you know, you kind of needed to protect in the court and then now she's gone off and... Um, and he looks at her now kind of, you know, as an equal. He's, you know, he's like, yeah, she's playing the game too. Sansa is effectively third most powerful, would you say? Jen? I really liked it. I thought it was very much like placing the pieces on the chessboard, you know, just positioning them for whatever they need to do in the finale. And they got a lot of things out of the way really, really quickly. Like people wanted to see John and Arya get reunited. We saw that. People wanted to see John know about his parents. We saw that. It was very, very quick. Like these are things that we need to do so the story can move forward. So I like that. And I like that it had quite a bit of emotion as well when you see all the characters get back together. And Sakti. I think I saw it as almost an extended trailer. Wow. <laughs> and uh, extended trailer slash recap. So in the sense that we did cover a lot of things. Everyone was brought back in. Okay, this is where everyone is. But I feel it's a bit light on the content. You feel yeah? disappointed. Exactly. No, I wouldn't say disappointed, but I guess it's good in the sense that we waited so long yeah. and they're going to make us wait a bit longer. So I think it's going to make the rest of the series But we worth only it. have five more episodes left. Yeah, I think it's going to be like this for the next couple at least. I understand where they're coming from. They want to milk it for all it's worth, so... There were lots of reunions. Mm. The reunions that mattered. Okay, first of all, John got reunited with Arya. Mm. Melissa, how did, how did it fill you with the feels? It did. And I think it was, again, a very nice very well-written scene, right? So everybody wanted them to reunite. There was Aya running into his arms and him giving her giving her that big, you know, big brother hug. Mm. And that was like, yeah, that's so nice. So it started out, it starts out happy 
And then after they show each other their weapons and whatnot, they actually talk about what's happening. And I think John starts out thinking that Arya is going to be totally on his side, saying, you know, oh, you know, what's up with Sansa, you know? But then Arya comes back and says, like, no, I think she's the smartest person that I know. And I think that shocked him a little. And she also takes a chance to remind him where his true allegiance should lie. Now, I did find that Johns did have a pang of disappointment when Arya said that she's used needle, mm-hmm. her sword, once or twice. Once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> once or twice, which is an understatement. Uh, that pang of disappointment that, yeah, she's become a killer like everybody else. She's yeah. got blood on her hands now. I think among the three stuck meetups with Bran, with Sansa, with Arya, I enjoyed the one with Arya the most between uh, John and Arya. Right from the beginning, when the part where Arya sees uh, John, you know, riding and ho- riding in, and I thought that was nice, right? Like mm. finally, after seven seasons, they finally met uh, each other. But at the same time, also we cannot deny the fact that she was also giving like a side eye, also because he came in with Daenerys, so she's probably like, oh, who's this, you know, person? Yeah. You know, yeah. do we need to be wary? And yes, I, I, I do see it as well, like what Mel said, you know, she's still like, uh, are you sure you're on the right side? Again, you know, reiterating the fact that, you know, hey, family comes first mm. and it's always been for the Starks. Mm. I think there's the same thing that happened with Sansa as well. When she asked him, why did you bend the knee? And I think oh, yeah. there's some tension, especially the three of them. I think mm. the last two seasons has been about building them to become together. And then now, again, it's again politics, isn't it? They want to kind of sow those seeds of doubt between the three. Mm-hmm. I guess we never really questioned if that was going to be the case, but... Well, yeah. Daenerys has been giving out some uh, cold retorts. Cold eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, did you enjoy um, Daenerys so is cold aside? Add on a little bit to the John Ira thing. I totally cried when they reunited. <laughs> totally cried. No tissues. Just like dabbing my eyes. You know, it mirrored like their last meeting where he, mm. she runs into his arms. And I like the fact that the camera held there for like a few seconds and like gave it a moment for you to understand how, how good it feels for them to be back together. Daenerys though. <laughs> I really like the part where Sansa was like, what do dragons eat anyway? And Daenerys like whatever they want. <laughs> and they're just like holding one another's eyes and you just immediately like tension. It's just tension and John is caught in the middle of all that, which is a great like, it's a great scene to illustrate what these three characters are feeling right at the moment. Daenerys is feeling very much like, I'm the queen, excuse me. And Sansa is like, who are you coming to my house? And then John is like, I like both of you. <laughs> I really felt for John in that moment. Yeah. It's that kind of, oh, can't you just get along? We've got yeah. so much other stuff to do, and now I've got to work out. But my girlfriend is boring with girlfriend my family. Girlfriend slash aunt. Yeah, girlfriend slash auntie. Yes. yes. <laughs> Olivia, which particular reunion really did it for you? For me, I really enjoyed the Sansa and Tyrion reunion because. Uh, they've come very far since they've last seen each other. And I think Tyrion now regards Sansa as a player. And I don't, I'm not sure if uh, Tyrion is aware who killed Joffrey at the wedding. And um, I think it's entirely possible he still thinks it was Sansa and that she just left him. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of like when you go to that, you know, you go to a party and all your exes are there and you have all this beef <laughs> with them and then you're just trying to like, um, okay, awkward. But it wasn't awkward at all. It was very professional. It was very, um, it was almost like a business transaction between mm. the two of them, I think. But I felt there was, there, there is like legit respect between yeah. them as well. Yeah. 
I think in the lives between the two of them would be quite interesting to see because in a, in a mm. way they're both sort of second or third in command right. with their respective commanders. It's funny how the characters, they themselves, they don't know what one, an one another has gone through, right, throughout these seven yeah. seasons. Mm. So that's that as well that they need to, I suppose, reconcile, right, how, how they've come mm. and what they've gone through and, and who they are right now as well. Theon and Yara. Theon did the big daring do rescue of Yara. Well, I thought that was the time to get a cup of tea. <laughs> uh, the Greyjoys leave me very cold. Aww. Anyone else feel anything for that oh, particular? I love, I love Yara Greyjoy. She's one of my favourite characters, but I do feel that the way that particular scene was written, it seems like they're going to usher her off to the side. Yeah. The whole Greyjoy yeah. storyline will yeah. be yeah. there as a backup until, yeah. um, you know, whenever Daenerys needs to retreat across the water, then we won't see them for a while. Which was heavily foreshadowed. And then the biggest reveal of all, Sam and John. Yes. I didn't realise that Sam had got back to Winterfell. <laughs> I completely forgot yeah. that bit. It's so did yeah, John, apparently. Yeah. John didn't even notice. John's scene, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> but Sam revealed to John in a very haphazard way that John is in fact Aegon Targaryen, sixth of his name. Jan. Um, I think, firstly, John will have to struggle with his own identity. Mm -hmm. I don't even think in that scene he has realised that he's yeah. sleeping with his aunt. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't think he has realised. Because he's just like, are you telling me my father, the most honourable man I know, lied to me? Like, he's just dealing with the fact that he's a Targaryen. What? Lyanna Stark, just confused. And he's like, in that, like, right before that moment, he was paying his respects to Ned in the crib. So it was really nicely set up in that way. Also, I think uh, Southie told us this just now. Sam doesn't know that John and Daenerys are getting it on, you know. So he's coming in from a point of view, like not so much like you're sleeping with your aunt and you shouldn't do that, but he's coming in with a point of view like you are the true heir to the king. You are the true heir to the throne, you know. She's second, like she's second in line or something. You, you are the one, you know. Um, I thought it was a very low key scene. like it, didn't feel as explosive as I thought it would feel, but I guess um, that's because it will become explosive in further episodes as more people find out and have to reconcile the fact that John is not a Stark, not technically. Well, you know. yeah, we've got to find out how Daenerys seals with the fact that she is not essentially the queen. She's not. Yeah. I think the thing about the explosiveness of the scene and, and how we expected the reaction to be. Mm -hmm. We are thinking of it as people watching the show, but we didn't really think about it how John would be. Mm -hmm. John doesn't care about the throne. He doesn't yeah, care yeah. about, you know, power. He doesn't care about politics. He cares about North. We, yeah, which he said a few yeah. times. And, yeah. and, you know, and it just goes back to playing to the type that he is. Mm -hmm. He's always thinking, you know, bigger. I won't say bigger, but just being better. So that's why the first thing that kind of hit him was like, eh, my father lied to me, you yeah, know? Yeah. Arya had another big meeting today. Gendry and the Hound. Three, yeah. that's three big yeah. meetings today, all with different types of emotions. So there's the heartwarming reunion with her brother with John. Yeah. And then she meets Gendry in the forge. And mm. it's a bit of a hello. Yeah. Mm, how I'm shipping them together. <laughs> Ship. Shipping them. Shipping so them. what would their shipping name? Gendry and Arya. Gary. Genya. 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 Sounds so medical. Do you think it's going to happen? I mean, I, I don't think Arya's going to get together with anyone. Like, mm. Arya's very, very damaged a person at this mm. point. 
But clearly, she has very good feelings towards Gendry, you know. Right. But mm-hmm. everyone else on the show, alive now, has some kind of damage. So I think it's nice that they're obviously friends. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously uh, someone else now, at least, that Arya can talk with like yes. a normal person yeah. and smile with smile so, and yeah, snuggle with <laughs> and I don't know so I think there's potential but I, I just like that she has a friend yeah. you know. mm. I think if you must have a man get you a man that can make you a weapon right oh. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and we don't know what the weapon is for she never said what oh yes yeah, it's, it's oh, a, yeah. some kind of two part pole kind yeah. of thing yeah. that yeah. could I think mm. we saw that in the trailer didn't we is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She, uh, she's swinging out, around yeah. something. It looks like a staff, but oh. I think now we've seen the small picture uh. of like the thing. Okay. Right. Some okay. kind of spear type right. situation, which okay. kind of disconnects. Yeah. Maybe it's like a dunchuck. Maybe she's been watching Bruce Lee or something. <laughs> Could be. Could be, yeah. 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 And then, of course, Arya met with her old mentor, nemesis, protector. Formerly, he was on her hit list, yeah. Yeah, the hound. And for a moment, I genuinely thought we were going to get a hug from the hound. Nah. Didn't turn out to be. We got as good as we could get, which is... Can we say it? On no, we not are... that line, the one after. That's yeah. why you're, I guess that's why you're still alive. Yeah. Yes. yes. You're the line without the profanity. Now, while she seemed kind of in the background for this episode, we need to talk about Daenerys. Mm. Melissa, Daenerys, she's, uh, she's not got a great bedside manner. No, um, I think she's at this point where she knows she's queen and she has totally accepted this position of power. But I, I feel that she could have played her cards a little bit differently. Jon has obviously told her already that the people of the North don't trust outsiders. Mm. And yet she comes in riding on a high horse like literally like literally and like she chose her outfit right and that and i think that alone already said a lot uh she chose to wear this all white uh jacket and it totally sets her apart even more from the people and there were the lines with sansa correct and who else did she have was oh i mean the way she dealt with sam Sam. telling him well i killed your dad by the way, don't be running home to your brothers just yet. Or could it be that she just wants to exert power? Because all this while, you know, she's been trying to conquer and usually when she comes on for the first time being all nice and all that, she's never quite successful. So this time around, you know, she's like, heck it, I'm going to go in and show who's queen. This is a very Targaryen thing though. I mean, if um, to bring it back to the books, yeah. that was how the Targaryens conquered Westeros to begin with. They came in like full force, three dragons. Then, you know, they and that's how they took over everyone and then they continued to behave in this fashion by not um not taking into consideration other people's feelings so other people were like why are you you know incesting your way through the (laughs) and then they were like no we shall continue to parade in the streets our incestuous marriages and that is how the targaryens eventually came to lose and whilst we've been rooting for daenerys as an underdog who comes to the top Mm. everything that she's achieved has been through overwhelming people She's never had to negotiate right. uh, deals. She's either freed slaves or killed slavers. Mm-hmm. Everything has been a big sweeping movement. Yeah. She's never had to really uh, cajole people onto her side. And the people that she has conquered before, right? The reason that they love her is because she freed them, mm. right? But she's not coming in, coming into the North now. She's not 
freeing them. They're not slaves, right? So this is a different, different, different circumstance, different kind of people. Mm. The arc with Daenerys and the language that she has used has differed quite a bit as she's grown in seven seasons. So at first she was all about freeing the slaves, freeing the people, and now she's very much about conquering. Now she has no qualms about using a dragon to blast armies. Like she has mm, no qualms mm. about that. She has evolved to become mm. quite um, the Targaryen that she's yeah, supposed to quite be. Yeah, a Targaryen. La. You know, instead of even though she keeps talking about how she's not and how she will be a kind of kind of queen that her father was and everything. But there is that little bit of... There's there a mad a, queen yeah, growing there. There somewhere. is a there is a seat there, you know, that hmm. she can be very ruthless and she can be extremely, um, you know, unlikable in that sense. And also that she's very entitled. She's a very entitled yeah. person. Yeah. She Once Viserys died, she was like, I am the dragon. Dragons cannot be burned by fire. Like, she became this whole, I am the Khaleesi, I lead the Dothraki, just... The amount of things she has attached to her name, the mother of dragons, unborn, blah 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 blah. Yeah, she's very entitled. Huge. She she believes that she deserves all of this, yeah. and that is a uh, not well looked upon in Winterfell, which is hard won and has been guarded by the Starks for over a thousand years. Maybe that's why I don't like Daenerys. This whole entire you don't thing. like anyone. I, uh, no, you don't I like, like Jon Snow. No, you don't like Daenerys. I like Arya and Gendry. Like I'm Sansa. shipping for them. Sansa, yeah, I like Sansa. <sighs> it will end in tears. I think that's that's gonna be the kind of end of our arc. So she started out with nothing. Now she here. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't have quoted that song, but yeah, she started out with nothing, and she kind of gained all this power. And I think the whole kind of moral of her story is gonna be absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think that's what it's gonna be. I think she's gonna reach too far so when she finds out that she is not actually uh, the one who's going to be yeah. queen that Jon Snow is above her works with your entitled kind of that, that thing as well like she she has grown up or she has grown through the seasons with this kind of thing in her head that this is what I deserve this is I'm so amazing yeah, I did all yeah. this yeah. this is this is where you know my name is written on that throne and then she has convinced herself and I, I, must, I assume like people around her have done the same for her too mm -hmm. and it puts and her in contrast to John remember that scene last season where she first met John and like Miss Sunday is just giving all these titles mother of dragons blah 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 blah, blah you know and then Davos comes in and this is Jon Snow King in the North. Just that's it. Yeah. So it's like it's a big contrast between the two characters. And I think that might probably get a bit more screen time in mm -hmm. the way the two of them make decisions. And I guess it once again goes back to politics and yeah. So does it really mean that Jon Snow is gonna sacrifice himself so that Queen Daenerys will be queen? I think uh. it could go two ways. Either the absolute power corrupts absolutely or she learns a lesson and then she decides to sacrifice herself for Jon. Well, if we've called that right, get the 4D numbers from us next time. <laughs> Before we move on to our worst bits, I'll just say now, there is a contest where you can win Game of Thrones swag. Just go to the Straits Times YouTube channel, find this video if you're not already watching it, and answer the question below. It'll be based on something that you've heard in here. And then you can win Game of Thrones swag. Ooh. Wow. Courtesy of HBO Asia. Ooh. It was a good episode overall. Mm. We reckon it was Fairly good, yeah, yeah. But there are some bits that were not that good. 
<laughs> namely, it involves John and Daenerys. Always, of course, right? Always. <sighs> There's such a love-hate thing going on there. Oh, it's okay. just a hit from here. <laughs> <laughs> so, John got to ride a dragon, in which point, for me, the show turned into a Harry Potter outtake, mm. where it flew around and they were having such joy, floating off together, <laughs> playing the dragons. It's a whole new world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Disney. Did anybody else hate the dragons or did somebody like the dragons? I love the dragons. All I, of the dragons? I, I, I particularly like the parts of their necks that have frills on them. Mm. And I, you know, the, I thought that, that that scene got to show off a lot of, you know, how far they've come since season one in terms of CGI and technology because the dragons are so beautifully realized. Oh, no, you know, is, maybe yeah. the people on them less interesting, but yeah, the yeah. dragons <laughs> themselves are great. Okay. When the dragons first appear at Winterfell, I think it was very impressive. It, you got that sense of awe and fear of people seeing a dragon and a dragon that size for the first Aria time. And even Arya was like, <gasps> yeah. 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 She was like, I won one. <laughs> but then they set the dragons down and it turns to <laughs> flirting with dragons. Now, okay, who found it most? I ha have zero problems with dragon. My problem is with you flirting on dragons while there's an undead king trying to like yeah. take over the wall, <laughs> flirting on dragons, go to a waterfall and be like, this is not a place for southern girls. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep me warm. <laughs> keep your queen warm. And then he's like, oh, <sighs> nope. Really, the dialogue up to that point was mm. so good. And then they start talking and flirting and it just sounds so cringy. All of it sounds so yeah. cringy. Very you know? fast, right? Yeah. The fan service, they just oh, want to Nobody it asked for this. Yeah. But even then, yeah. it's very clear that the writers, they can do intrigue, they can do tension, they can do violence, they can do swearing. Mm -hmm. They really can't do romance. Yeah, romance is not it's, for them. Like yeah. The closest they have come to nailing romance is Brienne and Jamie. That's the yeah. closest they've come to it. Yeah, that, was good, that, that tone was yeah. good. Yeah. 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 But this one closest. is a bit like comedy, rom-com type. And yeah. then the bit where they show the dragon's face. Yes. yes! The bit with the, the dragon watching him. Yeah, and then it was like making like some kind of weird eye like that. <laughs> Come on lah, eh, we dragons don't do that. Yeah, they're, they're dragons, you know, can you dignify them a little bit more? It was then? a bit like the dragon from Shrek. That's what that reminded me of. Dragon from Shrek? What? <laughs> wow. Okay, any other bits that particularly brought the episode down for you? Any part with Euron is gross. Just. Yes, Euron got it. to get with Cersei. <laughs> Cersei? Cersei. He said, I'm going to put a prince in your belly. And then I said, my belly doesn't feel too good now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all felt that. But Euron, do you think he's going to be a big player in this thing? They're building him up. Um, he, and he says this during the show as well, or during the episode as well. I've done this, I've done this, I've done that. And I need something back. So I think that's going to play a big part in, in what Cersei does. Mm -hmm. And then the thing about the prince in the belly as well, as we know, she already has a prince in the belly. Well, does she? Does she? It's, it's she open, says open. she does. Yeah, she says she, she does. She so claims she does. to have one. Yeah. So yeah. that is going to be definitely a political pawn as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. So at any point, she could, she could turn around and say, yeah, this is your baby. You know, mm -hmm. so she was going to have these two baby daddies hanging about. What's she going to do with them? What's she going to make them kill do? one of them? Yeah, that's yeah. That yeah. was a big reveal as well. That she hired the, the fact that she hired Bron to um, 
take, oh, take yes. down brothers. Yes. Brothers, brothers with a plural. Yeah. So Bronn comes back and he reminds you that wow, it's been a while since we've had a sex scene in Game of Thrones. Yes. It's a pr quite jarring in a way because it has been a couple of seasons since we've had an outright sauciness. He is visited by Kyburn because Cersei won't do such scenes with Bronn apparently, and he sets him on a mission, courtesy of Cersei, mm. to kill not just one brother, which we figured it would be Tyrion, yeah. but both brothers, Jaime and Tyrion. I think from season seven, it's not so surprising that she now wants to kill Jamie as well. Because if you remember in season seven, uh, there was this point where Jamie helped Tyrion uh, to meet mm. Cersei, right? Yeah. So he set up a meeting between them. And after that, Cersei goes, if you betray me again, you're out, mm. right? So she already set that up. And I think when he uh, turned and said, you know, I'm going to join I'm going to join them in this fight against the undead. She saw that as a betrayal, another betrayal. Mm. And she's like, yeah, I'm alone now. I'm going to make it by myself. Just This is a die. bit of a hint towards the Mad Queen, though, isn't it? Mm. Because Tyrion mentions that Cersei has something to live for now. Because yeah. he's under the impression that she's got a kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if she doesn't, and she's willing to kill the brothers, and she seems to be on a bit of a death drive, especially after the Sept of Baelor. Mm -hmm. She could be just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good point as well, because when Kyburn at, at the very first scene, in the very first scene when they introduce Cersei, Kyburn comes up to her and says, yeah, the wall's gone down, they're all coming, and mm -hmm. she just says, good. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe she, they are kind of teasing a Mad Queen type situation. Mm -hmm. And with that, also we haven't seen any White Walkers for this episode except for the screaming, Ooh. except for one, oh, yeah. which freaks everyone out. Yeah, the real throwback to the first um, episode yeah. of the first yeah. season with that pattern. Yeah, a literal yeah. coat of arms on the wall. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that was. I think that was the one real jump out your skin moment. Yeah. The bit that everyone flinched at. Hmm. Okay. Any other bits that caught your attention? Bran creeping on everybody for one, you know? Yeah. Being left outside in the cold for the entire episode. I think they you must know. have brought him soup at least. Soup. <laughs> <laughs> brought him soup. Three I don't think he needs to eat anymore. Does he need actually. soup? That was yeah. about two days soup. worth, right? He was so, they no, lined was him up the outside day. for Surely the big arrival. the same day, no? Well, say, say he they arrived on Monday morning, they had a big lineup, and he's left there. Monday night, <laughs> he's still there. Sam turns up, and he's still there. Yeah. And then Tuesday morning, Jamie turns up, and he's still outside. Remember he had that stare down with Tyrion too? From, like, Tyrion was oh, staring yeah, at Oh yeah, he was yeah. looking down as well. Yeah. Afternoon, night, everywhere, just staring just at everyone. staring at everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, again, you got to realise that Bran isn't... Bran anymore, mm. right? Not just yeah, Bran yeah. anyway, like even in season 7, he is already the Three-Eyed Raven. Mm. And I think that again, then in this episode, uh, when John mm. meets up with him and John hugs him, and then uh, Bran reacts and John realises that, wait, like, who is this? Yeah. What is this? You you're know? a man now or something. Yes. Well, the very Almost, cryptic, yeah. you're a man now, which is a Almost. And then he immediately yeah. goes, the Night King has your dragon. <laughs> Everybody's just like, what? Yeah. What? yeah. So I think that also showed that, you know, he's not fully human anymore. Mm. Yeah. And he possibly knows too much. And he may well just let bad things happen 
because he's seen so far into the future, he knows that bad things have to happen for other things to work out. Yeah, for possibly. things to move along, yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, we shall leave it there. Do join us next time for another Join the Watch where we'll have dissected, cogitated, and probably argued over episode two. For now, Vala Mugulis. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg. 